Welcome to Insights to Strength. I'm your host, Jay Love, and this podcast was curated to remind you that you are not your circumstance. Join me as I encourage you through the Word of God, help you to identify your strengths, and vocally walk alongside you in purpose. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to week three of Insights to Strength. I am your host, Jay Love, and I am, again, we are... We're trucking along here. I'm super excited for week three. Um, it's a tough topic, but a necessary one. Um, today's topic is experience is the best teacher. We are a little bit delayed this week, but once you begin to listen to the podcast, I believe that you will understand why it was that it kind of took some time for me to be able to process what it is that I had to actually right out to be able to share with you all today. Nonetheless, let's get started here. L-O-V-E, love, an intense feeling of deep affection, as is defined by the Webster Dictionary. Corinthians 13 and 14 states, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. During this past week, we have experienced quite the spectrum of emotions. And if I had to describe in a sentence form the state of our country, I would say that the buried truths and the blatant lies can no longer be covered. We are in a regurgitated state of disobedience, and we all know that vomit smells horrible. Once it is up and out of our bodies, the picture isn't pretty. For weeks, I've heard these words, let love abound. I knew that there was a scripture to back this, but the understanding had not yet come. Over the last few weeks, I've been upset. I've been angry. I've been flustered, frustrated, annoyed, disappointed, and disheartened. I have been hurt, outraged, empathetic, sorrowful, burdened, loved, and overwhelmed. I have also been content and restful as well as distracted. So how have I been able to even settle all of these things? Colossians 3.15 states, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. So to answer this question, how have, I, how have I been able to be settled? I've had to dig deep into a side of maturation, which forced me to look past, not ignore, nor turn a blind eye, but to look past what it was that I was feeling. So I will be able to hear what the Lord is saying. And there were two things that were impressed upon me. First, don't let what is happening overpower you. So allow me to share a few of my experiences with you on today so that you get a a broader spectrum of what it is that means. So in my first experience, while attending a predominantly white yet interracial high school, I experienced a peculiar day. While I was in a scripture class, my teacher was educating us on Adam and Eve, and somehow this merged into the happenings of 1950s and the 1960s. 
my teacher was speaking up speaking about the trees of knowledge good and evil and he posed a question to the class and asked what was going on in the 1950s and 60s me realizing where this was going decided not to participate in answering he then proceeded to say while pointing at me who also happened to be the only african american in class that day they were lynched so what happened? What did I do? Initially, I thought to get up and out of that classroom, walk out. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to walk out, but I didn't. Throughout the day, my counterparts that witnessed the prejudice of the educator apologized on his behalf. I went home, spoke to my mother about it, and she called the school and she reported him. That following day, I received an apology from him. So, Jay, why are you telling me this? That situation could have changed my view of religion and of Caucasians altogether, but I didn't let it overpower me. In a second experience, while sitting in the parking lot of my mother's apartment building had to be in my late teenage stages, early 20s, some friends and I, were sitting in the parking lot and we were hanging out just kind of talking in the car it was a little bit late but as we kind of had an onward look onto the street we noticed approach a patrol car pass by us and then they did a u-turn next thing you know they pulled up on us with their lights blinding they got out of their got out of their patrol car and approached our friend's car that we were sitting in they didn't ask us what it was that we were doing and we were responding. We're just talking. They then proceeded to ask for our identification. We were upset, but we complied. This situation too upset me, but the next incident, this is what took the cake. While I was home from college, my brothers went over to the park that was across the street from my mother's home. And throughout the day, they would occasionally check in. But when it began to get late, my sister and I decided to walk over to go get them. And I'm so ever glad that we did. Because my then, I believe, 13 and 14-year-old brothers were handcuffed and sitting in the back of the paddy wagon. Remain calm. Apply knowledge. Apply wisdom and sin for mama. Those were my thoughts. So I sent my sister to go and get my mother. I knew basic criminal justice laws. I knew how to conduct a conversation. And I was asking questions that showed the cops that I am no fool and that I know my rights as well as my brothers. As a result of that, they were uncuffed and they were let go. That situation angered me. And I wanted to flip everything over and I yelled at my brothers about being black men and how to maneuver as I had done so in many random um, life prep conversations, as I like to call them. These encounters should have changed me, even at a young age. I didn't let these circumstances overpower me. However, I did allow them to make me bluntly aware of injustices, racism, and even how to maneuver when I'm upset.
I said that to say, don't allow your emotions to overpower you and what it is that you know. As we've been teaching our youth children or our children on this past week via Zoom, there is a difference on being smart and having wisdom. When in doubt, choose wisdom, which is a compilation of intellect, experience, and rationale. The second thing I learned was this. Learn to be secure in your foundation. Whatever you build your life upon is what you will reach for when things get tough. We gravitate to what we know, whether it's done consciously or not. I've shared my frustrations with my intimate group of friends and family. I've shared my heart and I've shared my tears with them. Through writing, I have shared my thoughts because it's important to get these things, these feelings and these expectations and all of these thoughts that we're having. It's important to get them out and to do it in a healthy manner. I get that it looks different for everybody, but you need to know what it looks like for you. If I can offer up anything, share with those who who know your heart and educate those who don't without demeaning who it is that they are. Experience has taught me that I am not my circumstance. We don't have to be degreed or have an official title to be made aware that circumstances do change. And my foundation has taught me to lean on God and what I have not been able to remember, I could Google. (laughs) Philippians 4 and 11 through 13 states that I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed to both be full and to be hungry, but to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's one more thing I'd like to share with you as I reread our defining scripture for today. And it states from Colossians 3 and 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. We are familiar with the peace that is considered tranquil. But what I learned when I looked up that definition was that peace is freedom from civil disturbance. I learned that peace is a state of security or order within a community provided for by law or custom. This scripture also reminded me that I am called to peace. So I'm going to ask you to do two things. One, I want to ask you what it is that you are called to. What are you called to? As I just stated, I'm called to peace. I'm also called to provide encouragement to to others. Right? The second thing I'm going to ask, or to do, rather, is with the spiritual and natural authority that I have in Jesus, I will command the chaos to cease in Jesus' name. We bind the enemy, his evil correspondences, and every tactic that he would attempt to use to cease in the name of Jesus. I release peace abroad, every, every country, and across the nation. The scripture, John 16 and 33 declares that these things I have spoken to you, that in me, you may have peace 
in the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Leviticus 26 and 6 says that I will give peace in the land and you shall lie down and none will make you afraid. I will rid the land of evil beasts and the sword will not go through your land. Number 6 and 26 says that the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So the prayer that I have from me to you today is this. That you clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, and humility, gentleness, and patience. That you bear with each other and forgive what grievances you have, you have against one another. Forgive as the Lord has forgave you and over all these virtues. Put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. Until next time, keep praying Keep pressing and stand tall.